Welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. We are glad to have you with us today as we continue to study God's Word and look at different parts of it and different sections and looking at the series that we started with the one question and how that pertains to us and how we can apply God's Word. And it's very interesting when we think of the one question, uh, getting those Bible answers from God's Word. And, and all the different questions that we've, I've seen and that have come up. And how wonderful it is that we can ask those questions, go to the Bible, and have a biblical answer that is given for them. And so as we continue that topic, and again, if you do have any questions uh, that you would like, to, and maybe there is that one question that is weighing in the back of your mind, let us know. Uh, reach out to us either on Facebook or, or email or or let us know what that question is, comments on, on, on our posts and things like that. That way we can answer those questions for you uh, and look at those and look at God's Word and what the answer would be to that. And so today as we continue this series of, of questions and answers, uh, the one question that, that one person has asked us is, how can we be of one mind? Why are we not of one mind, and how can we be of that one mind? And, and the question really spurns from, uh, you know, the, the idea of unity. How can we be unified as a congregation, as a church in whole, and put that into perspective? And really, when you start to really dive into that question, uh, one thing that really comes to mind, and, and you look throughout uh, the, the Bible, you see unity like-mindedness, and showing us that there shouldn't be a contention uh, in the Word. And so when we really start to dive into that idea of unity, uh, it's things that that the early apostles wanted that, you know, we talk about Peter and Paul, uh, they wanted unity. Uh, They didn't want division amongst the, the different congregations that were out there and amongst the church. Even Christ wanted unity. Uh, when we think of Christ wanting that, everything to be one, everyone to look toward uh, one thing. And so, first to really get our our mind wrapped around this idea of unity, uh, if you would open your Bibles with me this this afternoon as we continue to study this topic of how can we be of one mind, and why are we not? We really look at 1 Corinthians, and that's a really good starting point uh, in this study of of unity, of being of one mind, because Paul just really blatantly comes out to those that congregation in Corinth and says, look, it's been told me that there's contentions, it's been told me of these things of you, and this is what I want. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and starting in verse 10, if you'll read along with me, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto me uh, of you, my brethren, by them which are the house of Chloe, that there be contentions among you. And we stop there for just a moment because Paul here really drives home this point of being of one mind, of being joined, of unity, of being perfectly joined together. And you think of that how he says, look, you're supposed to speak the same same thing. There's not supposed to be any division among you. You're not supposed to be divided amongst anything. Uh, there's not supposed to be 
one sect over here of Christians and another sect over here of Christians were one, perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And he says, look, there are contentions, there's strife that is there, there's, there's the vision that is present. And in verse 12 there he says, now I say this, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? And Paul there really driving home the point, saying, look, Christ is not divided. There is one body. Uh, there is one baptism, as we see in Ephesians. If we turn over there, and if you look, uh, hold your place there in, in 1 Corinthians, because we will be coming back to that here in just a moment. Uh, turn over to the book of Ephesians, and look at Ephesians chapter 4 with me, starting in verse 1. Again, Paul writing, and he lays it out there for us, showing us that there is just one. It says, I therefore, uh, Ephesians 4, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. So there Paul again says, look, there's one. One body in Christ, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And you think of that. How powerful just that passage is when we think of all the ones uh, that Paul mentions to us there. Uh, especially when you think of one body. How many churches did Christ say that he was going to build in Matthew chapter 16? That upon this rock I will build my church. Not churches. My church. He told him that there would be one kingdom. All these ones that are there. There's one baptism. There's only one way for salvation. And that's by the word. By what God has put into place. And we can't deviate from that. We have to go into what God has given by his word. By his inspired word. The only word. And take it just what he tells us. And apply it to our lives. And so we see that unity there. And here in Corinth, we go back to 1 Corinthians. There they are. They're arguing. There's contention saying, well, I'm going to follow this person. Well, and I'm going to follow this other person. And I'm going to follow this other person. Well, I'm going to follow Christ. And it's very interesting that Paul in verse 13 there, 1 Corinthians 1, says, is Christ divided? Well, no. There's only one body. It's not divided. Yet we look at that the passage there in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, there were those, there were a lot of different problems that were going on, different things that were that they were facing. The unity was not there. They were arguing over who to follow, uh, what what preacher to, to look to, what, what person to follow. They were they were arguing over the gifts as we get later into that, that letter. They're arguing over what well, I'm better. There were there were so many contentions there. Uh, that it was hard, you, you could almost see that the tension building, the strife that was there, and Paul writing to him saying, look, I am glad that I didn't baptize any of them in my own name, or baptize any of you. 
uh, except for a, a few, few a few of them uh, and so that 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 contention wouldn't continue to, to build over that and so we think of today how can we be of one mind and and really it's not really a, a question of denomination versus uh, versus the church, but within the church itself. Uh, and you think of that, how many times within a church there's strife because one person wants to go one direction, another person wants to go a, a totally different direction, and next thing you know you have two brothers that are at odds, they're arguing over, over a topic, and, and it's sad that that takes place. Unity is not there, and it's often usually because of communication that 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 lines of communication has broke down and no one's talking about what they want to do uh, or or what direction they want to get to do and it's sad that a lot of people will think of that and and that comes to mind but it's true and even here within uh, First Corinthians, you see that take place. People saying, well, I'm going to follow what this person says, and I'm going to follow what that person says. That's not unity. How can we be of one mind? We have to communicate. We have to look at the Word of God. We have to be on the same page. As Paul says there, to speak the same thing, uh, that there be no divisions, that we be joined together in one mind, that we have a like-mindedness about us. And there's other passages that go right along with this that show this. Uh, if you would, uh, turn in your Bibles with me, we're going to look at some of these passages that show us that we need to be like-minded. We need to be focused on the same goal, uh, looking toward Christ, looking at, at what He's told us, and, and putting that first. And if we start, look at, at Romans chapter 15 with me, and, and starting in verse 5. Romans 15, verse 5, Paul there writing to those in Rome. And he says, Now the God of patience and consolation grants you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus, that ye may be with one mind and with one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there we see we're supposed to glorify God. How can we glorify God if... if we are not unified. And I heard it, and we, we were talking about this uh, last night at our the local congregation here, of how can we be unified? And you think of it in, in the sense of our own body. Our body is unified. If, some, if, if we get an itch on our, our left arm, our right arm will reach over and scratch it. Uh, if we put our right foot down, our left foot's moving right before us so that we can walk. Everything is is perfectly balanced, everything is unified, everything has a, a part to play in that. Uh, even you think of, even the smallest parts of our body have a purpose. Uh, even though we may not see them, as, as Paul would write to the Corinthians, even those comeliest parts, those parts that we don't mention much, have a reason for being there. And in our own body, uh, physically, for us to do what we do, Everything has to work properly. If one thing's out of line, everything fails. And so we think of that within the body of Christ. Every person within that body of Christ has a role to play. Some of it may not even be the biggest roles. It may not be the ones that are out front, like, like those that, that are proclaiming the word 
or leading the singing or doing the announcements. Those are big roles, but yet it takes those smaller roles to be back behind in the back to support those other ones that are doing those things. And so we have to have that like-mindedness to know that we are working together and to glorify God as we see there in Romans chapter 15. But there's so much more than that. We're all part of that body. We're part of that family of, of Christ. And sometimes you think of a family we, we do. Uh, the song that we often sing that sometimes uh, God's family. The song it says sometimes we laugh together. Sometimes we cry. Uh, there's going to be moments when families do have uh, disagreements. But yet we have to have that line of communication open so that we can continue to have unity. And there's so many other passages out there that we can look at that show this uh, idea of unity. And, and just to name a few uh, and to look at them with me, if you turn over with me to Galatians, uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 3. And we'll look at this passage because it's another one that gives us a great insight into this. Galatians chapter 3 starting in verse 26. It says, For you are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have uh, for as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ's, then you are uh, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. There again saying, look, you're, there's no difference. It doesn't matter what creed you come from. If you're a Jew, you're a Greek. It doesn't matter uh, what nationality you come from. It doesn't matter, as he, as he says, they're a bond or free. In that time, there were slaves. says, look, it doesn't matter if you're a slave or you're not slave. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. You are all one in Christ. There's no difference. We've all been baptized into Christ. We've put on Christ. We've followed that plan of salvation. And he says we are in Christ. We all have that same hope, that same inheritance to look forward to. And how wonderful that is. We are one in Christ. We're part of that body. We are Christians. We've been baptized into it. We've been added to that kingdom. We've been added to that body. And we've put on Christ. And how wonderful that is. But yet there's a oneness there. There's no separation. There's nothing that's different. We all are one in Christ. We're part of that body. Other passages that come to mind. Uh, turn with me uh, as we're there. Uh, turn to, to 2 Corinthians. Uh, 2 Corinthians. And look with me at verse at chapter 13. 2 Corinthians 13. And... Uh, verse 11. It says, Finally, brethren, be uh, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Be of one mind. Have that main, that mindset. And you think of that, if we were to have a group of people wanting to accomplish a goal and everybody had their own way of doing that, of going about to finish that, would we be able to accomplish that goal? Uh, we have to be of one mind. We have to be able to focus uh, on what is before us. And and there's different opinions, and we, we know that, that that's out there, but when it comes down to the Word of God, we have to be unified. 
We have to focus on what God has put before us. God has given us everything that we need. And and how wonderful that is that he has. But we have to be unified in that word of God. And what he has told us. And, and so we think of how can we be one of one mind. It takes communication. It takes looking to God for that answer. It takes talking to, to each other within the congregation to make decisions. Uh, it takes us uh, maybe even even looking at what's going on and realizing maybe that I'm wrong. And I need to be more Christ-like and put others first. And how hard that is sometimes. Even Christ wanted his apostles to be unified. Uh, to not be any quarrel between them. And, and sometimes we forget that that. That was his goal. Uh, so when we think of how we can be unified and why we are not, a lot of it's communication, a lot of it's opinions. And sometimes we just need to sit down and, and look at those things and talk about them and, and realize what is going on. And so we think that of that, that and, and hopefully that answers that question of how we can be of one mind. Unity is the key. Uh, and we need to try to be unified in everything that we do. Uh, again, thank you for joining us uh, this morning or, or for this episode and how wonderful it is that we have this time that we can set aside and study God's Word and spend time within it. And hopefully we can continue to do this every week and, and look forward to spreading God's Word more throughout the week. And as we always end every episode, remember, God loves you, we love you, and we will see you next time.